Welcome back to the Esports Network podcast. I'm now joined by Stefan Drapeau. He's a developer on Roller Champions, Ubisoft's new, uh, not quite esports, but new game that is roller derby mixed with uh, virtual arena, I guess I would say. But Stefan, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing extremely fine. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me uh, to the podcast. I'm super excited to talk about the game. Thank you. We're excited uh, to have you on here. So first, I want to start a little bit big picture. Where did this game come from? What were the inspirations behind it? What were you trying to create here? Uh, you know, the uh, the little origin story, we're very fond of it. Uh, basically, it's a combination of a bunch of different things. You know, at the very basis, the idea was that uh, we were observing the way that our industry was changing. That's the very first starting point is the fact that you know, the gaming industry is now becoming more and more as a spectacle industry. Uh, it's no longer just players passing around a controller in a single room looking at a single TV. You know, there's a bunch of people now, millions of players worldwide, which are playing the game uh, and they're playing multiplayer from all over the world. So there are millions of players that are experiencing games the same old way in different ways. And there's also that very new factor, which is people watching games. Uh, you know, it's becoming more and more of a spectacle and people are enjoying it more and more. You know, the, the numbers of uh, number of uh, streamers and, and viewers is exploding in the, in the past few years. And when you want to create a game that is mixing those codes from the gaming culture and the spectacle culture, well, the best way to do that is to create a sport. Uh, and now, of course, this sport, like many other ideas, you know, it's an aggregate of a bunch of different ideas. You mentioned it uh, in the introduction. Of course, we, we were inspired by roller derby. You know, there, all of our, our players are, have roller skates on, but our sport is, it's just a mix of a bunch of different stuff. The racing aspect is definitely from the roller derby, but, you know, you pass around a ball and you dunk uh, as you would in basketball, and you also tackle your opponent sometimes at very high speed like you would in football. So it's a bunch of different sports that are mixed into this crazy idea. And there's also another idea that, that we wanted to create something, you know, modern, and something modern that could replicate kind of what we had with the gladiators because now you know people that watch a stream they get to vote most of the time you know a, a stream the, the the chat in the stream is rarely very silent you know people are interacting they're voting uh, on stuff as action happened uh, we wanted to reproduce that kind of ecosystem of gladiators and the emperor getting to vote you know if the gladiator was going to live or die but in our case we wanted to do it in a non-violent way and in roller champions yeah, sometimes you get to tackle your opponents for sure, but people fall down and they get back up, and there's no real violence involved in our game. So that's it's kind of that melting pot that created Roller Champions. That's very cool, and there's a lot of different things I would love to unpack there. Unfortunately, we don't have a ton of time, so I'm going to keep moving a little bit. But uh, yeah, the sure. voting system is is so cool, and then all those different sports, and that's the beauty of a virtual game is that you could take all these different aspects and combine them into one thing that wouldn't be possible in real life you wouldn't be able to fly up and dunk a ball in roller derby but you can in in the virtual arena which makes it such a unique experience for sure you know that's that's what i i absolutely love about what we have here it's something that really mixes a bunch of different codes from a bunch of different sports you know it's it it allows for a lot of freedom there's a bunch of stuff that you get from our game that you would get when you play a, a skating game, when you play, you know, anything that has to do with skateboard where, where you, you go super fast down the slopes, but then you have that football aspect where you have to tackle the ball bearer and you have to get the ball from, from the ball bearer. And, and, and then the team aspect gets into it too. I mean, when you get to play roller champions at the first game that you get, you don't really coordinate with your team, but the more and more you play, the more and more the team aspect becomes more and more important because coordinating well in a team is what makes uh, a roller champions team perform a lot better than one that is playing together for the very first time and we've seen it you know the the dev team has been playing for uh, much longer time than for the demo that we made available for e3 and there there are some people that were very much used to play together and that aspect really changes the gameplay entirely when you're used to play with your teammates 
Cool, and that actually gets right into my next question, which is this game was just released or announced to the public at E3, which is when the vast majority of people were first exposed to it. But how long has it been in development uh, from the first ideation to now finally reaching E3? It's been a while. Uh, something that I, I want to bring focus on is that, you know, I, I was saying that the devs themselves have been playing for a while. Well, the thing is, before we, we get to, to open up and really make sure that people can actually jump in a E3 demo, there is some phase of, uh, of testing that, that happens. And there is a bunch of different ways that you can actually get to do that. But the way that we did it was kind of to reproduce a kind of ecosystem that we would get in the normal gaming universe, which is we, we made the game available for Ubisoft employees. And as you know, there's, there's a lot of employees at Ubisoft that so we had close to 300 employees that uh, had played Roller Champions before we got to reveal it uh, at E3. Because from the get-go, from the very starting point of development, we really, really value the feedback of gamers. And, and we know that our colleagues are just as as hardcore gamers that we, as we can be. And, and we, we really wanted to get their input. And for the same reason, you know, it felt it was very important for us to reveal and, and not just reveal with a trailer, really reveal with an actual starting point of where we're at in our development right now. You know, we pre-alpha is, is really just a core gameplay experience, but we felt it was super important to get people on board and to get their feedback. And, and the league that I, I was talking about, you know, the, the, the 300 employees that got to play the game beforehand, uh, they gave us a lot of feedback that was super important and we were just as glad to get all that feedback from the gamers for the four days that the game was available. And we really intend to keep going and, and keep doing it this way for, for the days to come. Definitely. And so looking towards the future, what are some of your plans for this game? I mean, every game needs to change in a way in the current uh, model of gaming. You know, you have it's a subscription based model, which means that people almost expect their games to evolve over time. How do you see Roller Champions evolving into the future? Well, you know, as as I said, we were we were pre-alpha at E3, so there's a bunch of stuff that still needs to be developed. We we in terms of where we're at right now, for sure, we we want to take in all the feedback that we had in order to modify the experience. If we just talk about gameplay, you know, there's a bunch of different stuff that was uh, was shared by the gamers. You know, there are things about the dash uh, mechanics, the way that um, and navigation was working in the arena and all that stuff that's very micro but of course uh for roller champions i mean we we want to make sure that the experience is fair through and through uh something that we felt was always very important for us was to make it a sport in which you drop in and of course you will not be as good as someone that has been playing for three weeks um but that's only because he has been playing for three weeks uh that skill has become better and better and you can do the exact same journey and you can get to that exact same point if you put in the effort to become a better and better player. Uh, that's something that we definitely want to shine through uh, in, in the game in the future. For sure. And that's the mark of the best games. I think if you've played a game for a month and you feel like, okay, I'm great at this game now, that's not a great game. You want something that you could actually sink into and after hundreds of hours, you're still playing it and you're still feeling yourself improve in significant ways. For sure. And, you know, it gets back to the fact that what I was discussing before, the, the, the team play aspect, you can become a very good individual player. And that's something, too, that we've seen uh, in all the tests that we've made. I mean, there are some players that are extremely good solo, but you can't really win a match solo. So all the team aspect, that's yet another direction in which players can go to get more and more depth. Uh, what are the tactics that she can create together? You know, we, we discussed a bit during E3 when in interviews the, there were some um, some tactics that were already starting to birth, you know, people that were doing the bodyguard tactics, so really just protecting the ball bearer at all costs. Other teams had a completely different kind of, uh, of behavior where they would be super well distanced so that they could really travel the arena super fast and complete laps and goals extremely fast because of it so there there's all this depth that we we only have started scratching the surface with the core gameplay that we have right now and we're super excited to see like what direction it's going to take in the future 
Yeah, I'm excited as well. I think it's it's really cool to have another game like this. And so the underlying comparison that most reviews have come out is Rocket League for the game. And there's, I think, a couple of reasons for that. It's in a virtual arena. It's sort of a, it's a sport, but it's not a sport. And it's, uh, the color scheme's even very similar there's a, there's a lot of reasons why that comparison is, but do you compare it to Rocket League? Was that something a in your mind, like, oh, this is a game that is similar to the one we're creating? I think it's impossible to, to ignore all of the other games that are out there. Uh, in, terms of, um, in terms of if there are resemblance, yes, I can definitely see why people have started comparing it to it, but I would really like to point out that most of most people that usually start out with that impression when they get to play it for two or three matches they 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 understand very quickly that the gameplay is very very much different and that's something that i think in in your previous podcast that you had discussed too is the fact that you know there's there's that control of the ball there's that dynamic where you actually get to catch the ball and you actually have to carry that ball and really kind of have it in the possession of your team that's something that really makes the dynamic unique and and that aspect of control is something that we really want to invest a lot of time and development in to, to make sure that this is a very unique feel that is specific to roller champions yeah that is definitely a difference in rocket league as anybody who's played rocket league knows that controlling the ball is the entire game all you're trying to do is somehow wrangle that ball down and make it go where you want it to go so definitely way different in roller champions when you are in control and then suddenly it turns i think a little more team focused because you have the ball so your new challenges are where are the opponents and where are my teammates that's really how the game operates yeah for sure for sure okay so we got some viewers suggestions and thank you or listener suggestions i should say i'm not on twitch yet but we got some listener suggestions for this genre of game. So, Stefan, I want to ask you, do you want to give the genre how you describe it first, or do you want to hear how our listeners described it first? I would love to hear what the listeners have to say. Okay, so I'm going to start from the... It's, it's an interesting... I, I, I don't know if you heard the last podcast, but me and my co-host Max were struggling to come up with a good genre for this because i think we were thinking of it like a moba like you want this long title that shortens to a nice acronym um and that's not what we ended up getting uh we got stuff like yeah please do say we got stuff like virtual sports so very very solid uh arena esports this one was a good one. I like this one. And these these ones didn't have names. I do have some with names on them. Um, this one was... Arena in- Esports is, is very interesting, yes. Yeah, it's... Virtual sports, virtual sports, too, when you think of it, because it gets back to the idea that, you know, it's not necessarily a sport that exists, but mm-hmm. it exists because we're in the virtual world and we can pretty much do whatever we want with it. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting idea. And it's short, too. So that's always a winner. Yeah, I actually really like those, and I didn't ever think about dropping the E, but it makes a lot of sense with these because they really are sports in a way that, you know, League of Legends can never, you can't imagine that in a physical realm, but you could imagine Roller Derby or Rocket League or some of these other games in a physical realm. They're obviously impossible, but they are... They make sense. Yeah, they make sense in the, in the scope of sports we know about. Yeah, arena esports I also like because they're played in that giant arena like a like a stadium. That makes sense. Um, then another one was impossible sports, which I thought was actually a pretty good one okay. as well. Possible sports. Impossible sports, and it, it's weird because I, I just don't know how these how these quite catch on. Uh, but that's that's sort of the genre we've got. So then we got from Jake G in Austin, we got stadium esports or stadium games. Again, similar vein there. Uh, Martin K in LA said spectator games. Oh, love this, I, love this, especially since you know that's how I introduced the game. So mm-hmm. yeah, spectator, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
I like that one too because it it sort of shows how these can have a lot of value on linear television where a lot of esports are moving now. And if, mm-hmm. you know, you see Overwatch come on the screen and somebody who's flipping through ABC has absolutely no idea what's happening. But if they turned on Roller Champions, they could probably figure it out. They spend 10 minutes on it. They could be like, okay, goal is score the point, do a lap, get one point, two laps, two points, get tackled. Like, it, it's all um, reasonably for explanatory, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. and, and not not to drive off too much, but you know, in our game, the, the objective is to be seen. It's basically you have the ball and you start lighting up neon. So literally, it's 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 made to be like the spotlight is on you. So for sure, the action is supposed to be understood. I I feel like with the titles that you have so far, I'm gonna I'm, I want to know the other ones, but with the ones that you have so far, I think we could like do some combinations, which would be pretty interesting too. Yeah, you're you're right. I think there is, um, yeah, there, there's something impossible spectator sports or uh, virtual spectator sports or something. There is something in there with like a, if you com- combine them, because then you start getting to that three letter acronym, which is just so crucial. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, this one's now the last two are actually kind of more jokes. Um, Joe B in Washington says lowercase e all capitals sports so e sports <laughs> like it like it it's it's good good and then the last one actually comes from my brother up in Portland thank you Sam for sending in and listening to my podcast I appreciate you it is maybe boomers will actually recognize these games as sports sports acronym of course wow. MB warts thank you Sam I appreciate your help very good very good you know on our side well first of all like these these suggestions already like i'm I'm trying to see the combination of perhaps like arena virtual sports spectator and try to maybe even put stadium in there and try to put the letters in an order that would do an acronym but you see from our side like the the, the very first thing that we do we did want to do was create an acronym which is which is pretty bad when you think of it because that actually just put our mind in the spot and we ended up with a name that does CATS as an acronym so C-A-T-S which is Connected Arcade Team Sports oh. uh, because well you know connected because of the multiplayer aspect yeah. arcade because our game is very easy to jump into team well of course because 3v3 and sport because yeah it's a sport uh, but the same can be said for all manner of arcade sports which are multiplayer oriented and have the team aspect to it so connect connected arcade team sports is our best shot at creating an acronym <laughs> but but yeah we, we, we all embrace these different elements you know yeah i really i actually really like cats i think that that makes sense and it fits in the more um historical use of when you think of uh real-time strategy rts or uh multiplayer online battle arena i think cats fits in that mold of how esports and video games used to be acronymed um or i guess still are acronymed in the biggest things so yeah i think cats really works the arcade's a good one in there because there is definitely an arcadey feel of that shows hey you can jump right into it it's simple, but also uh, deviously complex once you really get into it. For sure. Yeah. And and that aspect of, you know, there's, of course, I mentioned the, the uh, you, you, you're a player, you start, you light up neons, you know, well, it's kind of the same way with pinball pairs when they start playing, you know, they just light up a bunch of lights, they make a bunch of noise and people are gathering around the pinball player to look at what he's actually doing so i feel like that's mm, kind of what yeah. we're going for you know we would you want to see a streamer start lining up neons and then a bunch of viewers starting to line up behind him to see hey what are you playing you know and that would be well i'm playing a cat so <laughs> it would work yeah arenas definitely do have that spectator it, or arcades definitely have the spectator element to them where it's you know, you can be grinding games by yourself, but almost always you're in an arcade with some other people, with friends, playing games. Hey, what are you playing? What are you doing? Oh, how are you doing? Um, that's that's my arcade experience, personally. So that makes sense. I like cats. I like cats. That's that's good. Hopefully it catches on. We had, <laughs> you know, we had a bunch of different of different ones that popped in, but no one, not one really made a good acronym. So we had that virtual team sport. Uh, so virtual we used at least once Uh, we had online arcade sports we had team competitive arcade sports 
Okay. Uh, but really, I mean, cats. Cats is the best. <laughs> yeah, cats is cats is solid. Uh, I definitely do like the stadium aspect. I feel like arcade sort of does that, but the the stadium thing is is so cool. I don't know. There's something about like being in an arena that sort of immediately transports my mind to physical sports, and that's sort of what these uh what these games do. Because no other esport or video game really is in an arena quite like these are they're you know, they're on maps or in rift or you know whatever whatever playing field they take on is not a traditional sports arena yeah for sure well it, it could you know we could uh we could recuperate we could recycle it and say connect arcade team sports stadium but um or just replace the s you know cats can still be used we just have to find out how <laughs> <laughs> absolutely we'll uh we'll do some more thinking on it i'm bringing on my co-host max we actually spent some time in the game or playing the game a little bit and researching it and so after this i'm gonna let you go because i know you gotta gotta get going we're gonna bring on max he's gonna come talk about some of the game and we'll bring up cats to him see his thoughts see if he came up with any other uh genre names but Stefan, thank you so much for taking the time. I really enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate uh, all your insight into the game. I enjoyed it just as much. Um, very happy to have participated. Don't hesitate. You know, stay tuned. We have a lot of. Uh, we're working on a lot of stuff, so we're we're excited to be uh, to be talking to you uh, again in the future. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I really appreciate uh, the game, and I think it's a. Uh, a great title and i'm hoping for the best for its future awesome cheers awesome cheers that was stefan drapeau and i'm sorry if i massacred your last name stefan uh he is a developer on roller champions ubisoft's new game he told us we couldn't quite talk about the esports scene right now or potential one just because it's under lock and key they haven't figured out I, I there's probably a lot of logistics going into it um but based on the way he's talking about it how it's a spectator game how it's something they want to be viewed a lot how they want it to be on twitch that generally translates to a competitive experience and a future esports scene i think it's just you know that was their alpha version that came out at e3 so they can't pontificate on a future esports league or setup uh, until it becomes a little more set in stone. Right now, they're just focused on improving the game, making it the best competitive experience possible. And now, speaking of the competitive experience, taking a quick break, but then after that, we're going to bring up Maxwell Bettendorf, my friend who originally started talking about Roller Champions with me on our E3 podcast recap. If you want to listen to that, you can go back to E3, the three biggest esports moments of E3. Anyway, stay tuned after this break. Welcome back to the Esports Network podcast. My last guest was Stefan Drapeau from Ubisoft, working on the Roller Champions game. And now I am joined by my good friend, my co-host, Maxwell Bettendorf, to talk about more of the game itself, our personal reactions, and how we think it'll operate as an esport or if it will. Max, how are you doing today, man? Oh, man, I'm doing so well. I just can't wait to strap on my roller rink shoes and send it three circles around the field. <laughs> the roller champion's mantra. Here we go. Uh, so we actually have a differing of opinions a little bit, and that's going to be the crux of our discussion is, does this game work as an eSport? Why or why not? I'm, I'm optimistic, I guess, and I think Max is a little more on the... Uh, just don't see it happening. But we're going to get to that a little bit later. First, I want to talk about the genre suggestions. And thank you to our listeners for sending in some suggestions. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, it sounds like the Roller Champions team really appreciated hearing your thoughts on this new genre. The uh, Well, there's there's a lot of names for it now. That's the yeah. whole debate, I guess. <laughs> um just to run it back, I mean, you just heard this on the podcast. We're recording this a couple days after that interview with Stefan. But you got virtual sports, arena sports, uh, stadium sports. My brother's horrible suggestion. Thank you, Sam, again. Um, and then Stefan's suggestion, which was cats and connected arcade team sports. 
And he said the team basically worked backwards. I guess they came up with cats out of somewhere and then put words to make that acronym work. That's sort of what I got from his answer. Max, what's your what's your reaction to cats? I'm the opposite of Stefan, you said? Yes. I got it. I got it completely backwards from Stefan. I'm like the words that are representing this acronym are absolutely they hit it right on the nose. Exactly with games like Rocket League and Roller Champions. Totally what it fits in that void. However, I'm not going to go around telling people I play cat games. Uh, people are going to be like, what kind of games do you play? I go, oh, I play FPS. I play some MOBAs. I've got that uh, RTS. I play cats. And people, oh, you play cats? Uh, what kind of cat games? No, 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 not cat games. Like, you know, cats. Yeah, like you hit around like a, like a feather and you, you jump at laser pointers. No, dude, you hit around a ball and you score some gnarly ceiling shot flip reset goals or you spin around the rink and score goals. You know, cats, dude, get off my case. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so into that's it. The, we were talking about this a little bit off air. The acronyms that are used to describe games are not usually words, which gets into this problem of, wait, cats? Like FPS, meaning first-person shooter, nobody's like, Oh, you, what's an FPS? Well, they might say what's an FPS, but they're not misconstruing it. They just don't know what that is. Same with MOBA, same with RTS. They don't know what that is. And if you hear cats, it does take a little bit of explaining. Oh, no, that means connected arcade team sports. And then when that's a genre that nobody's heard of because it just is existing in the Ubisoft offices right now, they're still going to be like, what are you talking about? So there is a, a bit of an uphill battle there to get that working. Absolutely. I, I like the way that Stefan, they wanted to create this game because they recognize the, the new direction of video games is, and I completely agree because I fall right into this mold is that it's a spectator sport. Just watching games is become a huge outlet for content creators or content ingesters like myself. I love to go on and just watch a video game that I may never play or I play profusely. I think that's huge for games that get popular in that way. And for them to call it a spectator sport, I thought mixing some of those suggestions that we got with his own personal outlook of what roller, uh, roller champions would be. I think virtual spectator sports fits that genre much better. And you can call that a VSS. And a VSS is not a genre already, so let's just make it that way. Okay, you've got there. Virtual Spectator Sports. I like it. I think it's good. I think the acronym works. I think it fits with what we have in other esports already. Um, it, it also, Spectator is a good way of encapsulating what we got in a lot of suggestions. And Spectator was actually suggested by Martin K in Los Angeles. Thank you, Martin. He said Spectator Games. Spectator sports obviously works just as well. So virtual spectator sports, it gets into that idea and that sort of encapsulates the arena aspect. So it's not just people watching on Twitch or watching in a living room, but also the fact that these are games being played in arena, hence spectators. They're surrounded by, you know, random little balls in Rocket League. And I don't know what the roller champions crowd looks like, to be honest. There was yeah, that little uh, floating blips like Rocket League. Floating blips. Yeah, there was a little <laughs> cinematic, which was the little kid in the in the stands watching his hero or role model or somebody dunk a, dunk a ball in the opening cinematic to the game. Heck yeah. That's, that's your spectator sport. It even starts with somebody watching them play from the arena. For sure. And I mean, there's not many games I can think of right now that can fit that void. But you got Rocket League is obviously that's an excellent virtual spectator sport and a fantastic VSS. And then you got Roller Champions coming into this new VSS form to really start to build this out. But there are games that already exist in that realm. And I'm sure we can tag a couple of them. I mean, like, uh, what's, that? what's that one back on the Xbox, which is all like mini games and you're in like balls rolling around like monkey ball almost. But you're just like, arena battles or different mini games of a sort that could be a vss i, I don't have the no name. idea what game you're talking about man i gotta look this up i'm gonna find this later but there's also you know there's a lot of mini games separate little games that can be played inside of uh inside of gta that are very vss like similar to games like tron i mean the tron while it is a uh, media of visual aspect instead of interactive gameplay being a movie series it's got that that light bike 
thing, you know, it's a big viewer spectator thing that could only be played in a virtual world. Same with in the newer Tron, they got that disc where you throw discs at each other and try to knock each other out or whatever. These are games that can only be played in virtual worlds. They're huge sports. They're active, relevant, consistent sporting events, but you're never going to find that in the world. There was that one suggestion, impossible sports that hits it on the head, but it's a little lame. I'm not going to call anything. I play impossible sports games. I play VSSs. I play some virtual spectator sports. You're savage to our listeners. You're like, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Lame. It makes Lame, sense. Dude. It helps you navigate your way to the right answer. He was close enough. It's a collaborative effort. Your name out there with the impossible sports, I salute you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I see where they're coming from, too. It it all gets into this. They are sports that's what they're, they're modeled after traditional sports, but they can't exist. And I think virtual does that well, where it's, you know, you're not playing NBA 2K, which is trying to be a physical sport. That's a, that's a sports simulation. That's a, that's, uh, yeah, more of a simulator. Game. It's a simulator yeah, game. It's a simulator. And I'm super low on those games as esports for wide variety of reasons. If you want to learn more about it, one of the very first episodes I did on the Esports Network podcast was why sports simulators are struggling as esports. Encourage you to check that one out. We won't get too deep into that now in case you did listen to that podcast. So you got VSS. You're that's you're all in on VSS as your thing. See, I'm I'm huge on uh, arena spectator sports. I think that acronym <laughs> is just the most versatile. I love to play ass. I love to play some big ASS games. Well, honestly, all the big box titles are going to be creating ASS games in the future. That's just I mean, that's just a fact. ASS is going to take over the world. I mean, it's already taken over our eSport, and eventually they're not even going to be playing FPS. They're going to be ASS every single, spe- uh, every single sport out there. <laughs> exactly, and let's not get too far down this before my boss gets mad at me. Um, <laughs> we're moving on to the big conversation. That big conversation is, does this game work as an eSport? And Stefan was not willing to talk about future esports initiatives. I mean, they just released pre-alpha at E3. So just a very rough cut of what the game looks like. And that's the game we're judging right now. So when this game actually does come to release in 2020, it could be a drastically different game. So I want to be very clear on that. We are judging the game that we've seen right now. And that's in like Let's Plays, a couple E3 recaps, some reviews, which have been sort of mixed, actually. I've seen some people say it's a fun game. One one headline that I thought really summed it up was, Roller Champions is one of the best games that I may never play again. And it was so much fun. And then they were like, but is do I play this outside of the E3 setting or does it only work now? And that was an interesting uh, article, and I'll link that below as well in case you want to read that article for yourself. But Max, I'm going to start with you. I've got my own thoughts on this, but I know uh, your side is, uh, I guess you're a, you're a little pessimistic. You're not as, <laughs> you're not feeling this game. Where, where, where are you at right now? All right, let me start it off with this. I would love it if Roller Champion succeeds beyond belief. I mean, I, I did not have high hopes for Rocket League when it came out. I was like driving cars into balls. I mean, they've done this before. I did not pick up the controller, test out the feel, and figure out that I get slammed by every single other little RC car on the field and said, I need to get better. And once I got better, I never put it down. I'm playing it right now. I shouldn't be this distracted. Uh, but, I mean, it's ignorant to say that that Ubisoft would not want this to be an eSport. I mean, with games like Rainbow Six and the, under their belt, like Siege, uh, they're, they're getting a lot of money off of their eSport working in that way. And then to, to focus on this, this ASS like this and go after Rocket League's claim to this massive eSport mogul that they're working up, I mean, it, it seems pretty obvious that that could be the route that they're going. It's a very similar feel. I know that in your conversation with Stefan, and I agree with him, you shouldn't connect the two. It's a little, it's wrong to, 
to say that they're similar games because the gameplay isn't. It's just like the feel and the look and the excitement that you're going to build off of this. Explosions, neon colors, cool designs, customization, things that you that draw you into a video game are there in both aspects. But you shouldn't come in, you should really try to avoid the comparisons and the expectations that can come from thinking that this is another Rocket League because you're not going to get what you want out of that. And that's understandable. But it's going to be difficult not to have that. It's clearly rolling into that ASSVSS form. And in that case, I think Ubisoft does want this to be an eSport. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. And I totally agree with what you said before. It's, it looks like the, free, the coolest game I'm never going to play. Not even play again. I have high, I have high doubts I'm going to pick that game back up. It's just... Uh, it doesn't seem like my kind of game. And I say that knowing that Rocket League is my kind of game. I can't connect the two, I know, but my efforts of not connecting the two are like, it makes it even less likely I'm going to play it. It seems like you pick the ball up, you go in a couple circles, you shoot a goal, everyone cheers. It seems exciting. The team element is there. You could definitely see the build up of what it could be like to be an operating as a team. As Stefan was talking about his developers playing the game over and over again, and now they bring it to E3, they're able to stop the ground because they know how to play. Yeah, there's a, there's a skill tree there, and you could build your way up to be better at this and understand it. But is it fun enough? You, you're not flying through the air, avoiding making different things. Frankly, I think people... I, I watched... I started picking up Rocket League because I play it well enough and long enough that I'm like, there are good players. And I want to watch good players. Obviously, starting with Squishy Muffins, I worked my way into the scene. I'm like, this guy's fantastic. And you're telling me he's not the best? I got to see this. That's a fun game to watch. That's a spectator sport. That is a VSS at its core. Okay, I let you have your whole opening monologue there. And I have a couple things I want to unpack. One is Ubisoft's stance towards esports is kind of refreshing because so many esports were born out of community events and the publishers, I'm talking about games from way back times. It was the competitive scene grew and was supported by third-party things. And now in the last you know couple of years, we've seen things like the Overwatch League, which is completely and utterly designed to be an esport. They're releasing a game with the sole focus of creating this huge competition around it. And I like how Ubisoft has, you know, with Roller, um, not with Roller Champions, but with Rainbow Six, they really had that grassroots approach to it. And now they're supporting it and holding events. But Rainbow Six had a slow rise to the top. It didn't just appear on the scene and be like, esport? And then sort of fade. And that's how some games like Apex have operated, where it's like, oh, we're here. And then it starts to fade. But I like the slow build. I like the community supporting, the community slowly embracing it. So if Roller Champions isn't an esport when it starts, but UB keeps working and working, and they turn into a competitive experience, and it grows from a grassroots experience, I'm all for that. And again, we want it to succeed. All right, that's point number one. Point number two is the team element of it. And I think this is the overlooked factor that can make this a very successful esport. Because the problem with Rocket League is it's hardly a team game. You play on there and passing isn't a thing until you're in the highest ranks. Like you can center the ball into the middle and hope your teammate hits it. But actual coordinated passing is not a thing at all. It is so difficult to do because you can hardly hit the ball where you want to and there's no guarantee your teammate will be able to hit it. Roller Champions, by allowing you to just hold the ball, I think allows you to do some next level team play stuff by committing to your passing and committing to your formations and that becoming a more integral part of the game itself. That is where I'm hoping this can win and it's all going to come down to communication, um, coordination as a team, and working together. And Rocket League right now, I mean, I played last night, and it was a struggle. I was um, not having a great time with my teammates, which is a pretty typical Rocket League experience. And I'm not saying Roller Champions is going to suddenly be where online gamers come together in harmony, but I could see it really forcing people to work together as a team something they don't necessarily have to do in rocket league right now absolutely i totally understand that um and a lot of that comes from you know 
knowing that there's better players out there. I mean, eSport is what it is because of higher skill. There's a lot of skill built into becoming an eSport player because you got to put the money where the mouth is. You got to make sure you can hold your own against the world's greatest. That being said, does roller champions have the opportunity to build the world's greatest or are you going to be limited to the speed of the character and the arena around you? It doesn't, to my understanding, because I haven't picked up the controller too much, I have not been able to dig into the mechanics outside of a very seldom touch. It doesn't seem like it offers a lot of opportunity for further growth and new mechanics. I don't think there's going to be champions out there that hold their own because they love playing roller champions so much, they want to make money off of it. The people playing Rocket League today die hard. There are content creators, there are players, there are a general fan base. Esports for Rocket League exists because it is loved. Do you think roller champions will be loved amassed so well that it can build a fan base? I just don't. I just don't think people are going to love it so much. It'll be a fun little game. Play at parties just for a moment. You pick it up when you've got like 10 minutes to kill before you got to go to your next class if you're in college or something like that. I don't think it's going to build and amass that that popularity that it needs to be an eSport. Okay, but that was how Rocket League started. Was in this thing that you play in college rooms and you mess around, you can hardly hit the ball and it's just fun and it's not that serious of an experience. And then Rocket League succeeded because it had this very high skill cap. And that is what we are waiting to see from Roller Champions. Does it have a very high skill cap or are people going to reach it and sort of get a little tired of it pretty quickly. And that is a, that's a fair point. It is a bit of a limiting game. Like yes, rocket league. And we're going to keep comparing it to rocket league because it is the other major BSS title. And rocket league is yes, in a small arena, but when you start the game, you can hardly hit the ball and four hour, 400 hours in, you can still kind of only hit the ball. Like <laughs> you can touch the ball sometimes and not necessarily have it go where you want it to go. And a thousand hours in, you still can't put the ball on goal on wide open nets. Like, why can't I get the ball on the goal in this wide open nets? I don't understand. I play this game so much. That's Rocket League. That's the Rocket League experience. You play this one arena, but you just feel like the arena has so much more space for you to go in because you can't move throughout it. Will Roller Champions get to a point where you can play that amount of hours and still be like, there's so much I can't do in this game. And I think that's a fair criticism of it because what we can see from it right now, it might not have that skill ceiling it needs for people to stay with it for the amount of time to develop levels to the skill tree. Because like you said, you the difference between somebody picking it up and squishy muffins of roller champions it needs to be very, very big. You need to have, oh my God, how do they do those things? I can't even dream of doing that. Is that going to be possible in World Champions? I don't know. I think that's what's huge for Fortnite as well. While that's still on kind of a mild decline, I think that got majorly popular because people are figuring out new mechanics like every day, riding rockets or doing dumb stuff in bushes. I mean, I didn't play the game long enough to see all this meta come come about and become a part of the feasting fest that is the eSport of Fortnite. But that's kind of a necessity. I don't see a lot of mechanical growth in roller champions. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it can be implemented. I don't know how. Not a game developer. Definitely not making VSS on my side. Uh, if anything, I'm just building Minecraft maps. Welcome back to 2011. <laughs> Minecraft but, will never die. <laughs> Minecraft will never die. No RIP. But I just, I would hope that they figure out what it is that that game might need. And this is very speculatory. Again, I haven't played it much and I'm sure I'm going to have to. It seems like a lot of fun. It seems like genuine, just exhilarating gamer fun. And that's fine. Fine for the most part. But when it comes to actually getting into it and staying with it, there's a lot that is necessary and I don't see it happening. Yeah, and I... I can definitely respect that. I'm all about the team play, though. That is what this game has to offer. And the passing looks pretty difficult. But if you can start having your laps come in some sort of calculated team formation of, all right, we're going to go to Max up on the wall. He's going to pass to Mitch around the bend, who's going to release it, let it go to Timmy over 
like on the other bend and that's how we're going to move it. Then the other team starts counterplaying and stopping you way up on the wall before you even reach the get the ball. That's where this game has a chance to shine in play and counterplay and counterplay because it is the simple mechanics of it allow you to do some pretty crazy things. And somebody had a really cool comparison and that was to NFL Street or NBA Jam. And those are kind of games that are absurdly fun to play. Probably not the greatest competitive experiences, but operate with a pretty similar skill pad of, oh, now this is how you juke. This is how you break. This is how you spin. This is how you pass. It's one button for each and you're moving and you have these crazy wacky animations. I feel like if NFL Street was released now, there would be an esports scene around it. I would play it. I fucking love NFL Street. <laughs> <laughs> NFL Street is a fun game. And I, I would love to see the, t- uh, the, the team plays just knock me off of my chair. I would love to sit there watching a game and watching people do some stuff that doesn't make any goddamn sense in this game. Like you can sit at every corner and you're passing the ball like madmen. And then, I mean, what's going to make this game something crazy is if you've got incredible offensive plays that blow the defense away. So now you need incredible defensive plays. If mechanics can be built by the community, because frankly, I mean, let's be genuinely honest. Smash Bros. wouldn't be what it is if people weren't crazy and making up some dumb shit that works every time. And now people can't even play in the higher leagues because people know stuff that's just unthinkable. Same goes for Rocket League. You're not seeing me triple quadruple tap some flip resets to send it off a ceiling shot into the goal off of 16 bounces that make no sense to me. And if they can figure out some crazy mechanics that the community can build, this game's going to explode. It has all the opportunity. I mean, as far as a visual representation, this game could be great. The gameplay just needs to be developed, and the only people that can do that is the community. The community got to really pick this game up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when I think uh, Psionics got kind of lucky with Rocket League, there is zero chance they went to that thinking about flip resets. They weren't like, yeah, after after two years, this game being out, people are going to realize that you can land on the ball and then flip into it again. No chance did those developers figure that out. I mean, I maybe they did, and they just sat on it for so long. Like mm, they'll figure it out eventually. No wonder. <laughs> Same with wave dashing off the ground. I feel like these are just things that the community eventually figured out how to do out of pure trial and error. And Psionics devs were like, "Uh huh, what you you did? You did what? You landed on the ball and then flipped into it? That's oh okay, sure." That's yeah, we planned that one. That was that was part of our goal for this. I always wonder if these mechanics being found. You think Psionics went in and is like, oh, we gotta patch that. And someone goes, No, no, no. Well, let's see where this goes. <laughs> wait, they're landing on the ball. We shouldn't be able to wait. Wait a second. No, no, no. What if they can? Let's give them this one. And the benefit is you need to patch things when the things become so OP that anybody can use them. And flip resets are so difficult. That they don't need to be patched because even the best players are like trying to do it and failing pretty consistently. And so that's, you don't need to patch it because it's so good. Now in five years, who knows how good people are going to get at Rocket League. Um, and in fact, they actually have a really dangerous mechanic, which is the air dribble to demo strategy. Ooh. That could pose a lot of problems. It's absurdly difficult to do, but people get consistent with it. It's going to take a lot of fun out of the competitive experience as you basically are shooting a ball and then taking out the person who can block it. Um, It's very difficult to defend. Squishy Muffins has been using it very successfully lately. And that could be a possible mechanic that actually poses a really huge issue for them. But that's way off in the future. (laughs) Every time we talk, every time we have a conversation, it's my fault entirely. But we just start gabbing about Rocket League. I just love Rocket League, man. I just I'm just love a Rocket, Rocket League, man. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why I was so interested in Roller Champion. We talked about it so extensively because the idea of having another Rocket League or something else in this vein is really uh, enticing to me. The VSS vein. It needs to grow thicker. And I think it's going to feed in a lot of opportunities. I don't know if I saw any other games at E3 that really made me think VSS, but the minute roller champions came out unintentionally 
and very in- intentionally, unintentionally so, everybody thought Rocket League. It's, it's not really their fault. I mean, well, I guess kind of is. They designed it to look like Rocket League. It's impossible to say they didn't. Yeah, the colors are the same. The arena size is about the same. The animation, the art styles, how the game operates, the scoreboard. There's so many similarities uh, between the two games. So it's it's a natural comparison. And it also speaks to how unique Rocket League is. So another game gets built in that. It's not, you don't have oh, it kind of looks like this, it kind of looks like this. It's like, oh, hey, that actually looks like Rocket League, that really unique title that there isn't really another comparison point for. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I've got an idea for the skill cap, and I want to run it by you. Is this a way for Roller Champions to create some long-lasting excitement? I want items, power-ups, like Rocket League Rumble, like Mario Kart, where you can start introducing things that suddenly allow you to do some crazy stuff. And I don't know what these items are going to be. I'm thinking freeze effects, thinking oil skids, um, some sort of weird strategy. And normally I'm anti-RNG in games, but some games need a little bit of RNG to keep them interesting. And Roller Champions might be one of them that needs these little, you have to go hunt items wherever the items appear, Um, It could be awarded like Super Mario Strikers, where when an opposing player hits someone who doesn't have the ball, that team is awarded an item. So it's a way to punish people for uh, attacking off ball in a way. That could be a good way of balancing the game a little bit, adding items. Items then create some sort of strategy between teammates, between team play, more communication needed. I don't know. What do you think? Is this a way... This game can increase the skill cap and add a little bit more flair. I don't know if it would do anything for an esports scene. I think if anything, what that's going to do for, for roller champions is offer the community a better opportunity to get into this game and have some diversity in gameplay that will keep them around quite a bit longer. That's a great opportunity for that. However, in eSport, you never see the RNG thrown into these things. Not in Smash, not in Rocket League, not in too many FPSs. I mean, some of those, they just limit you to the... Fortnite. Fortnite's big-time RNG. But that's such such a, a diverse option. I mean, Fortnite didn't make sense to me. It still doesn't make sense to me as an eSport. And I should dig in to see how the heck that even makes any sense. There is some great skill in Fortnite and every weapon can be used pretty effectively, but some of them are real OP and I, it posed a threat to my ideal of what an esport is to be like, I mean, how can you just be thrown into a random place and you pick up random weapons and you come face to face with random opponents and call that a fair fight? I mean, didn't make sense to me, but it seemed to have lasted long enough that it is part of the staple of esports these days. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's actually, you're totally correct, and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's why nobody's really figured out how to do BR esports successfully whatsoever. <laughs> We've already had the first major league creator on BR esports, H1Z1 Pro League, completely fold. Ooh. And that was for a wide variety of reasons, including a very scummy organizational body behind it. I'm looking at you guys. I'm not going to name your names right now, but <laughs> the people behind the H1Z1 Pro League were uh, con men, I guess is the word I'm going to use to to describe that. They left people underpaid, uh, lack of communication, visa issues, a whole bunch of problems. So that's a problem for them. And PUBG's got a league right now. It's pretty popular over in Asia, I believe, even though actually it got banned in China. But I know PUBG is like the South Korean... Uh, battle royale of choice they don't really play Fortnite because it was created by a south korean company so that makes sense and then the Fortnite world cup comes up this weekend or not this weekend the next weekend with 30 million dollars worth of prizes and people don't know what the map's going to look like it's going to change drastically this weekend there's a major event happening with like two giant monsters supposed to fight each other on the Fortnite map and it's all going to change drastically one week before a $30 million tournament. So that's fun. Uh, that's that's Fortnite esports in general for you. Could you imagine? It's like if Rocket League decided, oh yeah, now you guys are playing on the, uh, remember the old the throwback uh, stadium? With, like, the, 
yeah, the ridges in it where you had to like go up and down the ridges. Oh, and yeah. Neo Tokyo, original Neo Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, hey, oh, also, we're not going to tell you guys, and that's what's going to happen. Have fun. Jeez. Also, there's way more RNG in just every aspect of it. That's Fortnite esports. And I'm hoping to get uh, a Fortnite writer, or a good friend of mine, on a podcast to talk about the issues with Fortnite esports. We haven't been able to get scheduling worked out quite yet, but we're hoping to do that sometime before the World Cup. That's the goal there. So eSport, I mean, the viewership of eSport almost exclusively are the players of the games that that it's about. I mean, I only watch it seldom any big eSports because I'm only watching the games that I like to play. Some Halo, some Rocket League, next some some VSS Roller Champions. Find me out there on the eSport channel. But I'm not watching Battle Royales, and I'm guessing the only ones that are are the big viewers of it. And frankly, Fortnite is huge because of its viewership, because of people like Ninja and followers like that who have created channels and people like to watch random events create some spectacular moments. But to turn that into a competitive scene, it just is so strange the reason it works the reason they have their pool their prize pool is simply because of this spectator necessity that's going into video games these days video games are no longer for the individual they're made almost intensely and intentionally for the people that can watch them online i just remember i remember years ago people like uh Nintendo were like, don't spoil our games to the rest of the world. Don't publish them. We're just going to copyright you and you can't show it anymore. They can't do that anymore because there's so much money in that. It's crazy. Yeah, they were also idiots for doing that. Yeah, also, They true. were so stupid. It drives people to play it. Even if you're watching somebody play a single player game, they're not just going to watch somebody play that game for 10 hours and be like, all right, I got the game. Like, No, they're going to want to play it themselves. That's how it works. And you it's it's so it's it's free advertising and nintendo's stance towards it was just archaic for the longest time incredibly lame and they just need to fit into that mold because it's it's the way the world is working regardless of whether you want it to be that way or not i mean half of my youtube viewership is pretty much advertisement on games that i'm like you guys are having fun playing this i probably won't play or uh let's talk about gary's mod if i see some gmod videos i'm like why am i not playing gmod right now so fun. <laughs> I get, I definitely do get the, uh, oh, oh, I haven't played that game in a while. And for me, I was just watching a uh, donkey release a new video on Super Mario Maker 2. And I'm like, got to get myself a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> no, Max, I still haven't bought a Nintendo Switch. I know. I've been talking about this for weeks. How dare you? How are you even playing Rocket League without your Nintendo Switch, even though it's the worst <laughs> platform to play it on? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm I'm debating it. I'm it, it some days I'm like I need it right now and then some days I'm just not not about it. Although I did see uh Pokemon Let's Go Eevee was on sale on Amazon Prime Day for $30. Here's your free plug Amazon. You're welcome. Pay me next time. Um <laughs> they had the Pokemon Let's Go as a super good deal. I was like do I just buy a Nintendo Switch now to get Let's Go? Like, is that? <laughs> I don't blame you for your for your lack of investment into the Switch right now. It's going to come back to bite you in in a little bit here when they jump those prices with the new games. But there's not a lot going on on the Switch right now, to be honest. I'm not playing much of anything. I've kind of stalled out on some games, and I even went back and was playing Psychonauts from 2005, just because I see Psychonauts Two is in production. I've heard some fantastic things about that. Let's make Psychonauts an esport. Start that campaign. Hashtag. Okay, we're going to talk about indie games as an esport. It's on my list of future podcast topics. We're talking about random small games that could turn into esports. But we got to get back to Roller Champions because that is what this podcast is about. Absolutely. And I think we are wrapping up here pretty soon with the uh, Stefan interview. We're nearing a, a full hour here. So final thoughts on Roller Champions. In four years, is there an esports scene around Roller Champions? Yes or no? I'm going to give it a no. I'm going to give it a no because there's a lot of games coming out. There's a lot of games mm-hmm. coming out and there's a lot of games announced every single year. And every single year, there's a big highlight. Some of those are some AAA titles people are ready for and are already invested in. Some of those are brand new IPs coming to the scene, just want to make their own. And I always wish the best. Roller Champions, I hope to God you succeed. But as ancestral as E3 has been, 
not a lot of games make it. Not a lot of games have that kind of survival and the ones that do the best kind of sneak up behind you. So the amount of marketing and efforts pushed towards uh, roller champions, I think it's all going to go by the wayside. And I think in four years, people are going to be like, uh, what? Roller champions? I have no idea what that is. I respect it. I think if, I mean, we're now we're judging a pre-alpha version. True. The game as it stands right now, no. But I do think there are some ways... I don't, it's maybe it's by maps, maybe it's by characters who do different things a little bit better. You, you need to add another level of intricacy to your game because I don't think there's only so many ways you can position three people around a map, and it's not enough right now to sustain itself for multiple years and keep people playing. But there are some ways it can get there, and that's changing a map, adding power-ups of some way, adding characters that do certain things. They have like a dash boost like Tracer or can set up an invisible wall or I don't know. That's not a bad idea. That is not a bad idea. And I also think, I mean, genuinely, you get the player base in there. You get people having fun playing the game. People are going to want to manipulate it. Not in an unfair way, but in a mechanical way. People want to manipulate games. They want to be the first to do it. They want to be the second to achieve it. They want to be the god at it. They want to make world records out of stupid things. But I think if you're going to get people into your game, one easy way to do it is some heavy personal customization. New avatars, new skin colors, new new mm-hmm. new trails behind you, new goal explosions. I mean, take the Rocket League route. Make it a human person and, or hell, you can get some special achievement-based growth, maybe loot box system. I mean, in, in cosmetic form, I have nothing against loot boxes, but it's can yeah, pull people out. And you know what their art style is? It's Fortnite. Yeah. Their character models are very similar to the Fortnite character models. That's what people and love that's about Fortnite. huge. There's- People love their Fortnite skins. So if you can get even a tenth of the revenue Fortnite drives on cosmetics, you have a successful game, which is just absolutely absurd how much money people are spending on Fortnite. It is, it's it's nuts. You give me preset classes, I can make characters have different colored shorts and shirts or trails or jackets or helmets or or goggles or maybe they've got an, a glow around them because i mean the point is to be seen stefan mentioned this it's like when you have the ball you're not invisible you're seen you're located you're glowing you're neon uh, keep that alive you can do whatever you want in that case and if you do that hell you got my vote i'll jump in there to see how crazy i can make a guy i want to be the coolest guy on the field i don't care if i'm scoring i don't care if i'm winning but if i'm playing i want to manipulate it i want to get those flip resets i want to stick my body through that hoop and score Double the points if I can just leap through it instead of just sending the ball. Try some new stuff. <laughs> Do some cycles around the hoop. Yeah, and <laughs> I want yeah some crazy stuff. I think you need to. I think you need to up the scoreboard. To be honest, I, I think it needs to be a little bit more. You can get further into games. Right now, you can score three laps, score goal, and it's over. You win. I think you need, just like you that. need to put a gap in the middle so that you can cut players off through the center and just absolutely hip check them into the wall. Make it more brutal. The faster you're going, the heavier you can knock somebody. Get them out of the game a little more, kind of like a demo in Rocket League. You're like, if I'm coming like in, full, in speed, full speed in, I'm going to knock this guy out. He's going to be down five seconds. How frustrating would that be? You, you want to pass that ball then because that is, that is trouble. But I'm saying, you bring the players in with the right move, I think it's customization. I'm a big fool for personal customization in a game. Some people love just the standard character. Some people, like my friend David, doesn't want to do anything to his Rocket League car. He reluctantly adds stuff. But a huge mass of players in Rocket League, or any game for that matter, want to customize. They want it to be different. They want to be personal. It's a really connective tissue. You'll bring the players in, they're going to mess your game up. And that's what you want the most. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that's the next step for them. And it's so weird to judge a game at a pre-alpha version. I uh, really want to thank Stefan again for coming onto the podcast, telling us a little bit about the game. We are, while we were poking holes in it a little bit for this 40-minute duration, I was talking to Max here. Uh, it was all in the hopes that this becomes a game in a mold similar to Rocket League, a game we both love and we want 
more in this VSS space, this cats space, uh, where it is these awesome team sports that are so unique. It's an experience that I can't get in the real world. I can't get in any other game. That's what I'm hoping Roller Champions is. Very hopeful it succeeds. Uh, and I know Max is as well, even though he's down on it, but it's fine. He's I'm wishing the best. And for the viewers out there, I want you to I want you to help us build this. Will you send into us all games that you think fit into the VSS format. There's got to be a lot out there. It's a lot hidden in the background, ones that went without genres. Help us build out the genre list of the VSS. Yeah, like is Doritos Crash Course a VSS game? Guaranteed. Right? That's a VSS game. Wrong. I I'm, love Doritos I'm, Crash I'm going course, back on it immediately. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. If you have more titles that fit in the VSS genre... Obviously, Rocket League and now Roller Champions are two big ones, but you know they they have this same system where it is a basically. I think here let's lay out the requirements for a VSS title real quick. It is bright and engaging. It is easy to pick up, and it is modeled after some sort of traditional competition, be it racing, soccer, uh, roller derby, whatever it is. It's modeled after some competition, but it is not. NBA 2K, Madden, those are sports simulations. So it's somewhere in between. I think NFL Street might work because NFL Street is just bastardized football where it's like, yeah, but that's it's football, but also it's absurd. That's, I mean, that's intentionally the street modifier to it is in fact saying this is basketball you'd play with your friends. It's still kind of a sports simulator, but I do think, and not required, but a big asset of that is team play and also full control. You don't press a button to make something happen. I understand that that's kind of in roller in roller champions. You press A and you shoot the ball. You press X and you duck or whatever. But I mean, there's still there's still a lot of manual control that goes into it, and I think that's going to be beneficial to VSS is full character control and just sports that are impossible out in the real world. You're not going to find sports like these. Yeah, I could also see it being a difference in perspective. If you put them down, because right now you watch from sort of a bird's eye angle. What if instead you had like, you were sort of forced into a first person view. And that meant now instead of seeing where your teammates are, you have to sort of know Mm. where they are. Because you can only see in front of you, you can turn the camera, but it's not necessarily as like, oh, there and there. It would make the action more intense because people would come out of nowhere, you wouldn't see them, you get blindsided a little bit. I could see that being a modification that would suddenly make that arena much larger and much harder to be successful in. Whereas right now, it's just sort of, hey, we can go, I see my teammates, I see where other people are, I need to move. But if you're in there and in it, it might be a more intense experience, could make scoring goals a bit way more difficult and add a layer of intensity to the game. So I think that's that's a possibility for them. And I think... UB has a lot of options to make yeah. this a very successful and impactful game. Uh, it's just right now in pre-alpha version doesn't quite appear to be there, but it could get there. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, then, uh, listener homework, give us uh, more games on the VSS and let us know if uh, you agree with my opinion that uh, Roller Champions does not have a great shot at an eSport or if you're with Mitch's opinion, which is the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Max. I, I hope they support me considering they don't know what your handle is or how to support you. So right. hopefully they support me. I hope they support you too. I really want the best for Roller Champions. I think yeah. it'll be a fun game and help that VSS format really explode. I want to see it explode like like Battle Royales did. I mean, bring a thousand different options in. One of them is going to be the next God tier Rocket League kind of game. True. It's a big fact. Uh, do you have a handle? Do you have a Twitter handle you want to plug? I'll put it in the description below. Get some traffic to you. Uh, I might. I'd have to figure that out. I have not touched Twitter in perhaps a decade. Okay. I'll, I'll put your personal Facebook, your private Instagram. I think it's... Get that out I there. think it's Well Bettendorf, 1L. Okay. I'll find it. Um, thank you so much, Max. Appreciate you coming on. I'll talk to you again soon, man. Awesome. Thank you so much.